Chapter 5 For a while, Ruva gave herself up to despair. A family of humans watched her from beyond the iron fence. I didn't know giraffes made sounds, said one. More humans began to gather until there was a crowd of them. Maybe it's hungry, someone remarked. At this, everyone began to pelt Ruva with hot dog buns, popcorn, peanuts, gum, and popsicle sticks. When she wouldn't eat, they tried to draw her attention to the food littering the ground. There, giraffe, there! What a stupid animal! It just stepped on that gum! They shouted at her. Then, Ruva discovered the house had a door. She went inside and found a bare little room with no windows. There was enough space to lie down. Hey, giraffe! The crowd yelled. Come out! Do something interesting! Ruva ignored them, and after a while, they went away. The cool, gray dark of the room was soothing. She rested her head against a wall. Rodentis would have been ashamed of me. Rodentis would have been ashamed of me for crying, she thought. He hates animals who give up. Still, I put up a good fight when they drove me out of the cage. Cheered by this small victory, she began to make plans. One, escape. Two, find a ship going to Africa. The world is so big and confusing, she thought. Suppose I can't find Mother when I get to Africa. No, no, I mustn't lose hope. I wonder where Rodentis is now. Ruva cried a little more at the memory of her friend, but she forced herself to take a deep breath and stop. He would want me to keep my spirits up, she thought. She went out again to explore her pen. A platform by the house was loaded with hay. It was stale, but filling. She drank at a cement trough. People began to gather at the fence. Mommy, the giraffe is looking at me! cried a small human in its mother's arms. It's learning about you, just as you are learning about it, said the mother. She was more accurate than she knew. Ruva was studying people as hard as she had the nine times table. She saw they came in different colors and sizes. Her nose twitched as it gathered information. Humans didn't all smell like dead hyenas. The odors ranged from curious baboon to sly jackal to nervous antelope. Never had she come across a creature with such a confusing mixture of scents. It was as though all the animals had melted together. Most surprising of all, Ruba discovered humans spoke the common speech without realizing it. The little girl, for example, who was trying to climb the fence, was saying, I'm lonely. Her mother was sighing, I don't know what to do. Her father grumbled, don't bother me. And her brother simply repeated the word hate over and over again. They did this by standing just so and moving just so. The meaning was perfectly clear to Ruva, but none of the animals seemed to understand. Ruva tugged at the door in the cement wall with her mouth. It was locked. Look, it's trying to get out, cried a boy. Don't be ridiculous, his father said. It probably thinks the doorknob is something to eat. Giraffes are too stupid to think about escaping. That's what you think, muttered Ruva under her breath. She sampled the bushes where the fence joined the cement wall. They were bitter. She spat them out. The little giraffe measured the iron railing and decided it was too high to climb. 
She even tried to dig a hole in the concrete floor with her hooves. <sighs> Just as well, she sighed. I can't see myself crawling through a tunnel. At the end of the day, Ruva was beginning to lose hope. All she had done was amuse the humans. She morosely chewed a cud of stale straw and watched the light fade. A sea fog, thick and wet, rolled over Dante's zoo. It filled the seal pond. The seals barked mournfully. It drove the monkeys cursing into their crowded house. It made the flamingos droop on their island. Finally, it drifted over the little giraffe. This is fog, I believe, she said. Her dentist described it. Nasty, wet stuff, but excellent for escaping in. At last, something is working in my favor. The fog filled the next enclosure with its clammy cold. The occupants woke up and began to complain loudly. They were lions. They roared in the damp darkness. A heavy odor drifted into Ruva's pen. She had never smelled it before, but every cell of her body knew what it was. It came from the inside of a lion's mouth. No matter that the lions were trapped as completely as she, no matter that they couldn't possibly harm her, every cell of Ruva's body told her to flee. She galloped around the enclosure, desperately searching for a way out. Got to run, she gasped. She tried to climb the fence and fell. She threw herself against the door. Around and around she galloped until she collapsed. Her sides heaved as she struggled for breath. The fog was so thick she couldn't see the other end of the pen. Anything might be hiding there. <laughs> went the lions. Ruva lay on the wet concrete and shuddered. Her brain was swamped by the inherited terror of millions of giraffes who had been hunted by lions throughout time. After a while, the zoo became quiet. Water dripped from the trees and coated the walls of the animal houses. A gibbon monkey howled in its sleep as it dreamed of warm forests with endless trees to swing on. Ruva lay on the concrete and stared into the darkness. The sun shone weakly through the morning mist as the zoo attendants changed water, hosed out cages, and brought food. One of them ran for help when he discovered Ruva. Very soon, Dante, owner of the zoo, was looking her over. He was a short, dark man who waved his hands and shouted when he was angry. I paid for this animal only yesterday. Now look, you must have given her bad food. No, sir, said the attendant. So many tickets I sold. Come see the giraffe, I told the visitors. A rare pygmy giraffe from the island of Madagascar. She's a baby, not a pygmy. She doesn't come from Madagascar, the attendant said. I know that, Dante said with a crafty smile. But do the customers know? They are as stupid as Thanksgiving turkeys. They caught on to the shaved ape you said was the missing link. Ah, so many tickets I sold before the news got out. Now what shall I do with this sick animal? Dante rubbed his hands as he inspected Ruva. She caught most distinctly the odor of wet of wild dog. Call the vet, the attendant said. Think of the expense, cried Dante. He considered Ruva with his dark, wild dog eyes. Do you suppose the museum would buy a rare Madagascan pygmy stuffed giraffe? Hundreds of people saw her yesterday. If she dies now, the cops are going to ask questions. 
The attendant rubbed Ruva's wet fur with a towel. He didn't look up as Dante stalked away.